0: Well, hi everybody. I'm going to presume that I'm on. Uh, Welcome to IAB There, which is our daily streaming show here at the Interactive Advertising Bureau. This is day five of IAB There. We launched on Monday. I'm thrilled that we've managed to bring something to you for uh, five days this week, always at this time. Uh, I'm Brad Behrens. I'm the editor-in-chief here at the IAB. Today, uh, Our guest is going to be Sue Hogan. Sue is our SVP of research on my team, and we are uh, really proud to have her here. We have launched a survey, uh, which was a quick pulse on how the coronavirus is impacting spend. Uh, This came out of a conversation with our executive committee, and we jumped on it, and we moved quickly, and we uh, got into and out of the field Uh, with remarkable rapidity. So I wanna thank Sue and her team uh, for the the great work they've been doing. We will be looking for questions uh, when uh, about midway through this. If you do have questions, the way that we're going to ask you to help us harvest the questions is on Twitter. And so please use the hashtag, uh, all caps, one word, IAB there. That will allow us to capture them. And then the producers will feed them to me as we go. So I'm going to uh, ask Sue to join us. I think you're already on the screen, Sue. Uh, say hello to everybody, please.
1: Hello, and thanks so much, Brad. Glad to be here.
0: So, so Sue, uh, the study was to figure out, again, what the corona impact of coronavirus is on advertising spend, which is a great uh, moment to our team, our, our community. What's the overall picture from the buy side?
1: Uh, I think it's important, first of all, to say that there is still plenty of wait-and-see going on when it comes to shifting ad dollars. The vast majority believe that this health crisis will outweigh the impact that the financial crisis had on ad spend back in 2008, 2009. So it is a painful period. Um, In fact, about 74% of respondents believe that it will have a heavier impact. So it's no surprise that we're seeing 24% of respondents have paused all advertising between now and June.
0: So a quarter uh, of our respondents have just stopped advertising that leaves uh, 76%, if I'm looking at the numbers correctly, who haven't stopped. So uh, for those, and <clears throat> just to the team uh, in the background, we'll call for the slides. Uh, you anticipated us slightly, uh, and, but thank you for being at the ready. We've got some visuals for people uh, to share, which will come along quite, uh, quite, quite soon. For the 76% who uh, have, are continuing to spend, uh, they're, they're, they're shifting that spend. Mm-hmm. So what's happening there?
1: 46% are, are adjusting that advertising spend for the rest of Q1 and Q2 across channels. The rest are either TBT or have chosen to let their plan spend ride. And that last part, that who's letting it ride, is only uh, 14%. It's the smallest group. There's 16% who have said that they're choosing, they're choosing to um, uh, wait and see right now.
0: All right, so so we've got a quarter of the people who have just said, stop, we've got uh, the rest of them are like, OK, we're going to be adjusting spend. But we're still going to be spending stuff. Uh, so for those who are shifting the spend, we're talking now about the rest of this quarter and, and for next quarter. So the first half of the year, uh, what's the big picture there? Like what, how is, how is, what is the impact? Who's feeling the impact in terms of different kinds of publishers, uh, et cetera.
1: Yeah, that does, um, so I, I do direct people to take a look at this slide. The slide shows that both digital display and uh, linear television are the So hold on one display.
0: second. If we can pull up slide number one uh, and uh, so the audience can follow along, oh, uh, that would be awesome. Oh, so, all right, so, but keep going.
1: Sure. Thank you. Um, so we're seeing that the that forty one percent are being impacted on the digital display side, and on the linear TV side. But you can see too that while each one of these shows that March, April, May, June, you know, two months over two months period, um, we're looking at a better bounce back for the second two months that May June period. Um, for digital display and for digital overall, so I think traditional media is being the hardest hit. Um, out of all media, it's really out of home that's getting hit very, very hard. Though we have to remember that those are lighter dollars in total spend, anyway.
0: So, just to uh, just to really just to really nail this one, I want to make sure that I'm understanding it. Uh, so, just taking a look at digital display. What the top red bar here means is that in March and April they've lost it's, it is uh, they've lost forty one percent off of the original plan. So we're Defense at uh, yeah. fifty. So we're at or we're at fifty nine percent. But so they've lost forty one percent. In May and June, the losses will be ameliorated, so they'll only have lost twenty eight percent off of the original plan. So is that also is again that
1: again. that's absolutely okay. dead on
0: okay great so yeah so this is uh, bad news followed by uh, less bad news Right. okay fantastic so then um, let's go please uh, to slide number two I think the question here is where are the dollars moving because they are moving around and so uh, who who's seeing the increase so walk us through walk us through this and what this
1: means please. I sure will um- I I just want to start by saying it is a pretty tough thing to call right now as far as where the dollars will be shifting to from a channel standpoint, um, especially beyond June. But the fact is, um, 67% are still on the fence with a wait-and-see attitude about shifting dollars in the second half. We'll talk more about that later, I hope. Uh, That said, we know that the messaging is shifting. And that, to me, is signaling a potential, a more positive shift for both dollars and channels. So if you take a look at the right, the shift is away from performance, and it's heavying up on things like mission-based and cause-related messaging. Anecdotally, um, we saw through the verbatims in this study that uh, there's a sensitivity, right?
0: Translate for the research impaired, which is me. What are verbatims?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. So verbatims are when we have asked a question that allows for additional comment in the survey. So Ah, so so instead of
0: they're filling out, you know, most of the time people are just filling out the bubbles or ticking the boxes. But when given an opportunity to express themselves more, that's what a verbatim is.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, we saw a lot of verbatims here. Is Um, that unusual? it it is i think it's unusual there were 390 total respondents in this survey they were all by side most of them the majority of them were were uh, high level mid to senior leadership and for them to take the time and share a little bit more yeah i do see that as being unusual
0: i think that shows the urgency uh of this particular topic and also We're grateful to our respondents for for having engaged with us.
1: Very much so because those verbatims or those quotes that they shared with me um, are showing that there's a sensitivity in brands. This is not a surprise, right? I mean, it it kind of speaks to what we would expect, Um, but it's for real, It's, it's quantitatively proven here that they're not hitting the consumer over the head with a buy now message. There's a, we're all in this together. Here's some ways and helpful tips to get through it. Brands want to help the consumer. And so that shift in the storytell is what we're seeing right here. And that shift, I think, is going to be impacting the dollar shift um, as we move forward. Hmm.
0: And, and let me just tease this out for a minute. So sure. what I, what I'm hearing is, you know, be, as we're looking at the increase in mission-based and cause-related marketing, we can conceivably translate, to, and it's a 14% increase for both. And then right. brand equity, it's bigger at, I'm uh, oh, sorry, those are the decreases. I, Wait, I apologize, decreases. it's four, Yeah, 42% and 41% on increase. And so, I mean, the, the story behind this is, you know, that our, our brand friends are saying, you know, we know people can't buy right now. We know that, you know, supply chains are impacted. People are staying at home. Uh, but we don't want them to forget about us, so we're going to be heavying up on other forms of messaging, so that our unaided recall, so that you know, be, be, being able to, to spring to people's mind in the post-Corona world, where people are able to you know move around and buy things again, that uh, they won't have forgotten us because we'll have continued to message, just not with a "buy here" message, but but more of a "here's what we're doing" message. Is that a fair account?
1: I do think so. I would only add to that that, of course, it depends on the vertical. Um, So, you know, there are some essentials and you're still going to see some performance marketing out of those essentials. Um, CPG, a lot of CPG, um, certainly e-commerce, retail. uh, But Overarching, I think, is this shift, this pendulum swing over to a softer side. Uh,
0: And uh, let me just take a a quick sidebar and to say once again, that for those of you who are watching, if anyone is uh, at the end live, we uh, we are gonna be open to questions in a little while. And the best way to send the questions in is to uh, tweet about them with the hashtag, uh, all caps, IAB there, one word. And we'll uh, we'll be coming back uh, coming back to you looking for questions in a little bit little bit of time. So let's uh, let's talk about some short term tactical changes uh, that were that you saw in the study. And actually, why don't we take a sidebar? Well, I'll ask you this question again at the end. For people who want to see the report, who want to dig into the details, where can they go to find this this report?
1: Uh, it is on IAB.com. It's on the homepage right now and pretty darn easy to find. I do want to say that we'll be archiving these as the months and, and, and weeks progress, um, but this is just the first. I'll talk a little bit about that in a, in a moment um, when we're toward the end.
0: All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk, uh, let's pull up the next slide. That's slide number three. This is our short-term tactical changes. Yes. And so uh, walk us through what these things mean, but I do want to zero in after that uh, on the third line from the bottom, where the red arrow is. But what what are we seeing in terms of this is March to June, so we're talking about the rest of this quarter and next quarter, so first half of the year, and we these are the changes that we are seeing uh, our respondents report. So, so what do you, what are you seeing and what's interesting?
1: So, I there's a few things interesting here. Um, not surprisingly, you can see buying programmatically is is an increase um, of a tactic of a way that, that folks are buying. Uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise to me and shouldn't have been is that mobile tablet, uh, that tactical change is up by 34%. Let me just put a little bit of, of background into what these numbers really mean. It's in the way that you have planned for this first two halves of the year, are you heavying up? Are you shifting the way? Are you shifting the tactics themselves? So we're seeing that there is an increase on programmatic buying of 29%, an increase against original plan of 34% for mobile tablet device targeting. I think the reason for that is the one above it, which is the 35% increase in OTT and CTV. There's a lot of video watching.
0: Uh, yeah and and what's interesting to me, and this is an ongoing uh, point of curiosity and our our video center of excellence is is really digging into this and hopefully we'll have uh, more to talk about soon is so much of the streaming, if you're thinking about Amazon, uh, Netflix, or Disney plus is ad free and so you know the the when people are heavying up on targeting over the top connected TV streaming, uh, they're, they're they're look. It'll be interesting as we go on to talk about who are they getting, who are they watching, who's watching ad supported versus uh, people who are you know in those those um, ad light, ad optional, or ad free environments.
1: Yeah, I'll go on record here as uh, saying I think that we're going to see those subscriptions jump across the board across all of those different brands, the Netflix, the Hulus, the YouTubes, um, I, uh, Amazon Prime. I think they're all going to be an increase in streaming and I bet it's already happening. I just haven't seen the numbers yet. Um, I do wanna pull out that top line here is audience targeting. Hmm. Uh, you know, What does it, that mean? Yeah, it, it's really about how um, these high value kind of audiences Uh, can be targeted at scale. This is a combination of first and third-party data in the buy-side world, Uh, but for sure you're trying to get at the right audience at the right time with the right message as high a scale as you can without that spaghetti-against-the-wall kind of national hit because, again, as we're seeing, um, there's a sensitivity, and I think that there's if we take a look at the numbers for... Uh, local geotargeting, which are even up a little bit. Uh, it kind of They kind of go hand in hand um, where you're doing both demo and geotargeting and you're making changes to, for instance, psychographic like targeting. Um, proclivities.
0: Proclivities. That always sounds a little bit uh, racier than I think it actually is. Uh-huh. Uh, let's dig in on the third line from the bottom, which is yeah. you know, news and news content. This is uh, a topic that is of significant importance to us at the IAB. For those of you who have been gracing us with your presence uh, you know, earlier in the week, on Tuesday, we had our president, David Cohen and Tiffany Shu from the New York Times, who's a reporter on the advertising and marketing beat, talking about uh, the issue of the need for advertisers to support the news. Uh, David had a wonderful uh, op-ed in Business Insider on Tuesday, and we talked about this. So what I'm seeing here is, uh, is somewhat grim, which is that only 18% of our respondents are increasing when it comes to news. We've lost the slide, so if I can ask our team to put it back up. Uh, uh, so let's see, 18% have increased, uh, 55% uh, have made no change in their support for news, which again, since most brands and agencies don't support the news, uh, that 55% of no change is quite grim. Uh, and then uh, the happy news to the right, which is a 27%, uh, are increasing their support for news, which was what we, you know, reliable journalism that tells us the truth and helps us to, under, to stay informed is, is what we desperately need as a culture and a species right now. Can you dig in on any of this and give us any more detail or English that- uh,
1: Sure thing. Um, I think- First of all, I think the op-ed piece that David put out is was very insightful and telling. Uh, and I certainly agree with him uh, in something that he said to me earlier today, which is, don't we don't think the eyeballs, um, which are on the news, we don't think the advertising is really following the eyeballs right now. That lag is pretty typical. I think if we look at that news number, and we look at what we showed earlier on the messaging tactical shift to more mission based and and away from performance based to more cause related based. Um, you know, it's hard for advertisers to pivot fast. Uh, I think that shift to performance based may indeed change the embrace of news programming by brands. Uh, they need to have the right creative when the news is being watched. And I certainly hope to see that shift.
0: Okay, uh, well, we'll keep, we're will we gonna keep digging in on this one because as I said, it's an important topic uh, to, to us here at the IAB. Sue, so, uh, so far, we've really been just talking about uh, between now and June, uh, but we did ask people about the second half of the year. So uh, what? Let's move on to. Uh, is it, would it? Well, why don't you just talk with us about it first? What are you seeing in terms of? Uh, if we can pull back to Sue and me, uh, guys on the uh, on the screen, and we'll we'll pull up the next slide later. Sue, tell me what are you seeing for the second half? Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's a very strange way to say. The good news is the good news is that only twenty four percent of advertisers are saying. Uh, that they have some kind of a projection for the end, which means a lot of advertisers are still on the fence. Um, Of those 24, the really good news, I suppose, is that they're saying that they're thinking Q3 and Q4 are going to be, quite frankly, quite a bit better than Q1 and Q2. They all shared that they're looking at some key events and population health indicators that will help them determine what the second half will be. Uh, Of course, 2-H, second half, is always a better uh, financially robust ad spend period than the first half. Uh, So I think watching news of the contamination rate and other health indicators before making decisions uh, and having those guys sitting on the fence for the most part does make sense. But 33% said that um, Olympics, for instance, was one of the one of the indicators that they're looking at and we know that that plug just got pulled a couple of days right. ago.
0: And Half you were course. out of you were out of the field when I pulled
1: okay. it same day yeah. yeah, we pulled it down the very same day that that happened So this this does give a picture before the olympics But I do want to point out that the olympics is is a third of people are looking at olympics It's not like everybody looks at the olympics as an indicator so it's really about the health crisis itself. It's how long are we staying in shelter for? How long is, where are we seeing the trend flatten on, uh, on you know, cases? And I, that's really, that duration of the virus is really what I think everybody's waiting to see before they shift dollars. So right now we're seeing a better shift in Q3 and a much better shift in Q4. Um, which months will those be? Really depends on how long this lasts.
0: So we have a question from Chris Costello. I don't know where Chris is from, uh, but it's a great name. I know anyone who has got the same first and last initial is, uh, I'm a fan. Uh, and uh, he asks, you know, could the movement away from the news, he's from Kenshu, according to our team, uh, could the movement away from the news be, uh, be a brand safety concern? Brands don't want to tie themselves to bad news this i is certainly uh, i'm going to take a take a whack at this and then ask you to to fill in and, and tell me where i'm wrong uh, this is sort of the kind of gross canard of of targeting uh, and media placement which is you know the odds of you know some of a plane crash story having you know brought to you by uh, this airline or that airline are, are rather low um there's just not that many plane crashes uh and and there's not that you know versus the number of of ad, advertisers and the number of people looking at anything at any given time. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I think that, uh, you know, so I think brands need to step up uh, and perhaps that's also something to address what you were saying a moment ago, Sue, which is, you know, it really is about the creative at that point. And so if your creative is, you know, happy people smiling on a beach brought to you by airline X, that's probably not a great piece of creative to be running right now anyway. Um, so i I understand that brands, and I think also their agencies are sensitive to juxtaposition and propinquity. But I do think that at this particular moment, um, think they should be less precious about it. Uh, Sue, what do you think?
1: I agree with the less precious comment. Um, I also understand, and i I've been on both sides. I've been on the publisher side. I've been on the agency side. And there's no question that right now it's very difficult to produce new material, new advertising. And so pivoting to a different message, if you don't have it in the can already, that's hard to do. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why, when we looked earlier at the way that these, the shift in the first half is, is happening across channels, uh, we're seeing less of an impact on social media. Uh, if you think about influencers, for instance, and brands use of influencers, I think there's been a little bit of a backlash on them in the last year or so, but I bet you anything it's starting to pick up again because that mm. on the fly ability to produce and create content is needed right now. So yeah, I I do agree that uh, with Chris's question, I do think that this is about Uh, an embrace of news is a scary place for some, but I don't think it should be. I agree with you that it shouldn't be so precious. This is where the eyeballs are. People do understand that it's important to put the message in front of you so that you remember the brand, but it's also important for the brand to be sensitive at this time.
0: So let's get back to the second half of the year. Uh, we, we were talking about different things and we'll get to kind of key milestones and indicators that side is looking for to see when things you know, are going to change for the better or the worse. But what about television? We, we did ask questions there. What's happening with TV in the second half?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know how the TV folks are going to feel about this. I felt um, that it was not quite as surprising a number as I might have expected. Just short of 75% of buyers have indicated that the coronavirus will have an impact on this coming upfront. Mm -hmm. Um, They warn about like a 20% decrease in spend versus what they had originally planned for this year. I don't know what those numbers are. Uh, We only asked in percentages uh, because I certainly didn't expect to get the answers. But I think the best news right now is that for the second half, what I mentioned a moment ago, only 24% of respondents have already put some kind of a plan, you know, pen pen to paper um, in in ink uh, from July through December, and that's probably ink that can be erased. 67% are still TBD. I think as publishers find their footing. Um, I hope to see that there's some innovation, some new partnerships, uh, some best practices that come into play. It's early days right now and my ear is to the railroad track on listening for those changes coming.
0: So let's go to those indicators that we were talking about. Uh, This is going to be slide number four, if I can ask the team to pull it up onto the screen. Uh, This is what folks are watching for. So the top 10 events that I'm watching Uh, You know, so and walk us through these. I'm particularly curious about uh, about sports, but start at the top. Uh, Quarantine status and shelter in place seems pretty, pretty, uh, pretty obvious as the two leading indicators. What else is of interest to you here?
1: Those top five things are both health and economic um, as a result of the health crisis. 44% up to 65% are all looking at some combination of those things. I think that is smart, and I think that is where they need to be. Um, Where sports and the Olympics, for instance, I alluded to that a little while ago, uh, 38% for sports, 33% are saying that they're looking at uh, the Olympics, or were looking at the Olympics, they don't need to look anymore. Those are not a surprise. The amount of sponsorship and television advertising and advertising across the board that happens with sports and the Olympics, uh, it makes sense that, you know, everybody would be looking at them. It it goes across categories. I think um, less than I anticipated on things like uh, TV upfronts across publishers, um, concert, we saw a TV upfront number of a shift in dollars, as I said before, of 20% against original plan. Here we're saying I'm watching TV upfronts with publishers as an indicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really kind of speaks to the ability for television to produce and maintain um, eyeballs, because this is really more about traditional uh, than it is about digital. Uh, when we talk about the new fronts moving forward in the in, in the weeks to come, I think we'll see some different numbers for digital video. Uh, that's kind of my take on this.
0: All right. Well, that's that's what uh, this is. The this slide is what the brands and agencies are looking to. But what about what we're looking for? So, if you can go to the last slide, please. Uh, this is the stuff that we're paying attention to uh, in terms of when the next time we go into the field looking for differences. So uh, we've covered sports uh, already. Uh, you know, the question about whether or not uh, we're going to see any movement, you know, money and attention go to esports. And we had Emmett Shear from Twitch at our annual leadership meeting. What else is, is of note to you? What else should people who are listening and watching be paying attention to? Um,
1: you know, I think that there's going to be some Interesting areas of white space um, when it comes to sports. When we start to see uh, gaming advertising space pick up, I think things like that are going to happen too. I know there's a lot of news right now on the sports front when it comes to um, college basketball and what are they going to do, as well as NBA, et cetera. So um, that's going to be where will the Olympics money go? yeah, I think it could go to esports. This list that we're looking at right now, we're keeping our eyes on the We is IAB. Um, yep. I have a series of uh, bi weekly pulses that we're planning. Um, Brad and I are, are creating this together. Uh, and so I ask everybody who's listening right now if there are things you want to know buy side, sell side, ad tech, Martech, send them on in. Um, research at IAB.com is a good place to do that. And all of these performance indicators are going to be tracked over time. So in this series of bi-weekly pulses, uh, depending on whether it's buy-side, sell-side ad tech, whatever the, the, market segment is that we're querying. Uh, we will be asking some of the same questions so that we can give a big picture and track over time what the buy side has to say, what the big picture has to say. How does the buy side differ from what the sell side has to say? Um, so I hope that that helps. It
0: does. We've got a couple of questions. We have time for one of them. This is from Josh Gordon, who's a consultant. He asks, how do you think, and this, you in this case, I think is you, how do you think the numbers in this study will affect the long-term balance between digital and traditional media? Once we're past coronavirus, do you have a sense of will traditional gain or lose, will digital gain or lose? So it's a good question, I don't know if we have an answer.
1: Uh, I'm going to take a stab and say because we're seeing gain, we're seeing a projected loss that is less on the digital front, I see digital as having less of an impact over the entire year. I do think that there's a possibility that we're going to see behaviors change a little bit. Um, We talked a few moments ago about the subscription-based, whether it's ad-supported or not ad-supported video starting Mm -hmm. to grow even faster. people may not let them go once they're hooked. Uh, I think the content that's available right now is fantastic. Um, so there's, there's, it's a hard line to, to gauge, but I do think uh, digital is gonna come out a bit ahead now.
0: Interesting. Uh, well, Sue, you've also had a very busy morning. You were talking with AdExchanger and Forbes already about this, we're, we're excited. Uh, about the research, uh, I'm proud of you and the team. Uh, you guys did an extraordinary job very, very quickly. Thank you for that uh, on my on my own behalf and also uh, on behalf of everybody. Uh, we're let's uh, let's let's uh, talk about what is next uh, with uh, with with IAB there? Thank you so much, Sue. So I wanna say to the audience, I think you're hanging out with, we'll find out, but IAB there, this was our first week. Uh, I wanna thank every single person who tuned in to join us. We are trying to provide some comfort and connection to people during this uh, time that's out of joint and when we're all figuring it out. We are here uh, to connect people and to connect the industry. Thank you for joining us. Our show today, uh, IB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show was produced by John Ward, Joe Ons, and Connor Healy. We'll be back on Monday. I'm excited to let you know that on Monday we'll have Jordan Mitchell uh, from the IB Tech Lab. Jordan is going to be talking with us about Project REARC, which is an extraordinarily important uh, industry wide initiative, uh, which is to prepare uh, all of us, all of our businesses for the cookieless future. We had uh, hundreds and hundreds of people tuning in to a webinar yesterday, uh, which is the first of two. The next one will be on Tuesday. You can get a sneak peek on why that webinar exists um, and why it's important and why you should be there when Jordan joins us on Monday. Hope everyone watching this uh, has a great weekend. Stay safe, (laughs) pardon me, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody.